My name is Kurt Reed from Calvary Chapel Harvest Life in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm filling in for Pastor Tom Hughes today and uh, excited to be doing so. Next week, I'm going to have a special guest that's going to be joining me. You all are familiar with him, Pete Garcia. And the week after that, another special guest, going to have Olivier Melnick on, on Hope for Our Time. So really looking forward to that. Just want to encourage everyone, you can find out uh, about our own channel that we have in the description section of this video. You can also search for me on uh, YouTube by typing in Kurt Reed, that's C-U-R-T-R-E-E-D, or you can even find us, uh, how else there, on the app. Our app is free. Go to the App Store and type in Calvary Chapel Harvest Life and get our free app. We're also on our website as well. Hope to have you join us, subscribe to our station, all of that, and that'll be fantastic. By the way, some other uh, uh, information to share with you right now is tonight on my own channel at our church, at our Maranatha Prophecy Update service, we have Pastor Brandon Holthouse that's going to be joining us here at our church this evening. So I encourage you all, uh, when we're done with this today at Hope for Our Times, hey, take a little break and then jump on over to uh, my channel and uh, you're going to be able to see Pastor Brandon Holthouse sharing live from our church at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's going to be great. All right, we got a lot of things to uh, cover. So we're going to get right on to it. We talk about a lot of things going on in the world today and globalism, all of that. Hey, right here, leahholman.com. He, uh, he's got his article here, Globalists Making Final Push for Depopulated One World Order. How do we resist? Remember the Georgia Guidestones, right? They want uh, no more than 500 million people uh, in the world you got to be kidding me. Right now, there's over 7 billion. They want to reduce the population like that? Yeah, this is all part of what I keep on calling a, a controlled global demolition, so to speak. It's the enemy that wants to demolish. He comes, what does the word say? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's always his fingerprint on uh, his evil doing, so to speak. So in this article, it says, are you still trying to make sense of all the insanity in the world? I'm going to say, <laughs> just stop. Uh, you, you can't make sense of that unless you compare the things that are happening to the word of God. And that's when it all begins to come together. And you're like, now I see exactly what's happening, what's going on and what's coming. Or maybe I should say who's coming. That's Jesus Christ. But it goes on to say, or maybe trying to help a friend or family member to make sense of it. Drag queens in schools, libraries, even churches and other settings targeting children and families. I and mean, that's a sick, right? The seemingly unhinged attacks on everything that is good and necessary for a healthy society and the celebration of everything that is evil. Remember, it says in the Old Testament, it says that they're going to say what is good is evil and, and what is evil is good. That, that's what the world is about today. Food prices rising out of control with whispers of famine on the horizon. I mean, my wife, she just went to, I mean, here we got a major city, Las Vegas. She went to a major store, Costco, on Monday morning, this past Monday couldn't find any eggs. Other people were asking, you can't find eggs. It's a major staple, right? It's bad enough that they're up so dramatically high uh, in, in the cost of them. Now you just can't get them, right? 
I mean, it's crazy. And there's those that are saying, well, I don't know. It's just all conspiracy theory stuff that you guys are are talking about. You got to be kidding me. I mean, I think some of these people have their head in the sand. How do you not see what is going on? You know, the suicidal war on so-called fossil fuels like coal, oil, natural gas, when it's becoming obvious, look at Europe and no nation can survive with without those things. Right. Hey, it's coming here to a state near you, I believe. The fact that the U.S. led NATO and Russia, China uh, situations there are on a collision course toward World War III. I mean, that's all they're talking about is nukes flying left and right around here. And we know that the word says that at the time there uh, during the tribulation, there's going to be all those wars and you know, rumors of wars, all of these kinds of things. Or we, we know here uh, that the word says, but the end is not yet. Right. Well, look it's all building and it's just it's building like there's no tomorrow these things that are building the things that are happening that are that are taking place and don't we see those birth pains right the word of god says that that you're going to see that the the growth of the the frequency and intensity just as a woman in travail look i remember when my wife was a woman in travail during her uh, at the very end there of her first pregnancy. She wakes me up in the middle of the night. We go back out there into the living room. She lays on the couch. I'm on the kneeling on the floor right beside her. And we're, we're timing those contractions and all. And, and I said, just squeeze my hand every time uh, that it hurts, you know. And and man, that was like <laughs> that was a vice grip. I thought to myself, wow, I had no idea it hurt that bad, you know. I mean, wow. I mean, if it ha- hurts anywhere as bad as my hands hurting right now i mean and so i got to to see hey that frequency that intensity and what did it speak of that there was going to be a birth what does it speak of in the world around us today it speaks of uh, another one that is coming coming into the world his second coming our lord and savior jesus christ so hey it's just uh, it's crazy the things that are taking place around us harbingers daily says the globalist plan is lining up exactly how the Bible foretold. Well, of course it is. Like, let God's word be true. Let every uh, man be a liar, you know. But his word is always true. And uh, in this article here, it says we're witnessing the setup. No doubt, huh? For many events that the Bible predicted will happen right before the return of Christ. Even if you're now or or not a follower of Christ, one crucial fact is undeniable. The Bible has over 1,000 prophecies and over half have already been fulfilled. Now think about the mathematical impossibility of that. Like God's word is very specific. It's not vague. It is so specific. You can't just have all of that come to pass like that and this not be the word of God. How do we know that? Well, one of the reasons why we know that is because for just half of those prophecies that have already come to pass, so they say, um, to be accurate, it takes it's a one in 100 quadrillion chance for that to happen like that. We're talking about half of those, you know, over 1000 prophecies. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I don't know how many zeros that is, but it's a lot. Right. In other words, look, if you don't believe in the word of God, then um, then it's just it's just foolish. Right. It's just foolish. In fact, Scripture says the heavens declare the glory of God. So what do we see? The Bible tells us four things that will be in place right before right before or faint four main things, maybe right before the return of Christ. 
A one-world global government, man, that's all being lined up, isn't it? A global economic system, one way to buy, sell, uh, trade, the beast system that we read about in Revelation. How about uh, a global dictator that the Bible calls the Antichrist, or as uh, Jan Markell says, the um, uh, Mr. Fix-It, right? A global false religion that the Bible calls uh, under the leadership of the false prophet. Man, I tell you, we're, we're there. It's right at the door. We're seeing all these things, the frequency, the intensity, all of these things lining up, and it's crazy. And then when we talk about uh, famine and, and uh, food insecurity, issues with the food supply, we've been seeing all kinds of issues. We had the whole container ship issue and uh, uh, just uh, things in the factories not uh, being put out as fast as they can because they keep on shutting the factories down, especially in China. Big issues still going on uh, even in China today, shutting it down because of the cough, cough, sneeze, sneeze. You know what I'm talking about there. But I'd like you to check out this video here uh, that, I've, uh, that I want to show you. Check this out. Farmers in the Netherlands are being climate change regulated out of existence. Children as young as 10 in one Dutch school were fed mealworms as part of an anti-meat indoctrination session. Hmm, some kind of connection here. The Dutch media showed the kids enthusiastically responding to the idea. Buiten deze heerlijke plantaardige gerechten heb ik namelijk ook een zakje met mealwormen. Yeah. Meanwhile, in neighboring Germany, school meals throughout the entire city of Freiburg will be meat-free from next year. Children going to primary school or daycare in Freiburg will be denied meat and fish as part of the program. Authorities cited the high cost of meat as a justification for the scheme. Earlier this year, a school in the UK banned all meat products from its school menu, telling parents it was to fight climate change. And target Wow. <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. I want to serve. They're, they're talking about like this is a normal thing. I thought we used to like, you know, kill the bugs, you know, get out the, the bug killer or, or bring, uh, you know, bring them over to your house and have them spray for, for bugs and to kill them. Now we don't want to kill the bugs. Hey, we want to cook the bugs, right? Uh, make a bug stew or something. I, I don't know. You got to be kidding me. Like there's no food in the world. To be honest with you, there's food all over this planet. But again, I see what I'm seeing here is a controlled demolition. It's a controlled demolition. And it's all connected when you when you look at this here, it's all connected to climate change. I mean, it's 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 crazy or what they call or what they think is climate change. And uh, and so because of that, look, we they create a situation and then they create fear and havoc, and then they come along with a supposed answer to the problems. And their answers, man, anytime you get you know, governing officials involved in things, government doesn't make things better, guys. I mean, it just, it just add to the, to the problem. They add to the confusion. Uh, listen to this. This blew my mind here. Illinois Farm Bureau Partners, world's largest. Did you hear that? world's largest insect protein facility coming to Decatur. <laughs> wow. Think about this. Beyond the 17-year cicada invasion earlier this year, insects and food continue to make headlines as Innova Feed and ADM announced 
the construction of the world's largest insect protein facility there in Decatur. Wow. I mean, this is uh, this is crazy there. Uh, this is uh, um, in Decatur, Illinois. Wow. Got to get some protein, right? Some of you guys that are working out in the gym, right? Trying to get all, you know, build, build some muscle on and everything. Hey, forget eating that uh, that prime rib and, and all of that. Man, what you really need is you need to eat yourself some mealy worms, right? How about some cicadas or I don't know, whatever. It, that's where the protein's at. Man, talk about making a protein shake. Yum, yum, right? You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I mean, these people are sick in the head and they talk about these things like, hey, this is just normal stuff, right? <laughs> wow. Normal might be a sitting on your dryer, but anything else in this world is not normal, right? That we see. Breitbart, hey, check out, uh, check out this right here. Breitbart says empty shelves in German supermarkets as inflation leaves products unprofitable. Wow. You got to be kidding me. I mean, this is, Germany is a first world country. It's the financial powerhouse of the whole European Union. European Union is basically like a United States or is moving in a direction like a United States of uh, Europe. And that's where, where the Antichrist is going to rise from. But nonetheless, supermarkets are being left uh, with empty shelves throughout Germany as spiraling inflation renders the sale of a wide variety of products unprofitable. And listen to some of these products, products ranging from Kellogg's cornflakes, not the cornflakes. You know, I, I like cornflake cereal. I don't like to put milk in it, though. I just like it as a, as a snack, kind of like a chips or something like that, the crunch. Uh, I, you got to be kidding me. No, no more Kellogg's cornflakes. From cornflakes to Coca-Cola, they've disappeared from supermarkets throughout Germany, with many shops being left with empty shelves as products become simply unprofitable to sell due to differentials in inflation. And it just kind of goes on uh, explaining the whole situation from there. Uh, the situation has gone, they said, from critical to catastrophic. No kidding. I mean, I mean, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Snickers. I just ate a couple of Snickers before I started here this or this afternoon, I should say. And uh, I mean, I eat Snickers all the time. It's one of my favorite little snacks, you know, uh, no Snickers. Good night. Uh, milk chocolate, some Ritter sports chocolate, Wrigley's chewing gum. Right. I mean, well, I mean, it's like we've woken up and uh, remember the twilight zone, right? Like we, we, we woke up and, and and entered into the twilight zone. Like this isn't, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, what was it that uh, Dorothy did? She wanted to click her heels and, and go back to Kansas. Well, there ain't any going back, guys. There ain't any going back. How about this? Zero Hedge reads, the food crisis of 2023. Happy New Year, right in a couple months from now? I don't know. The food crisis of 2023 is going to be far worse than most people would dare to imagine. So Tyler Durden is uh, reporting on this. He's actually uh, gotten permission there from uh, Michael Snyder from themostimportantnews.com. And we've shared about uh, some of his articles. I know Pastor Tom has as well. Just showing that, man, it is not looking good for the food supply looking ahead into next year. Guys, we've been talking about this all this year. 
We've been telling you uh, part of the problem is the fertilizer situation. I'm not going to rehash that right now, but that is part of the problem here. There's a number of things that are feeding into this as well. But what what are we finding here or facing here? As uh, Michael Snyder says, a perfect storm of, uh, for the global food production, and that perfect storm is only going to get worse in the months ahead. Global hunger has been on the rise for years. The UN World Food Program. So the UN is warning about this, and they're warning that we are headed for, and I quote, this is from the UN, yet another year of record hunger. Now, when we look in the Word, what do we see? We look in Matthew, we look in, uh, whether it's Matthew 24, we look in the book of Revelation, what do we see? We see massive global hunger, famine, on a scale that the world has never seen before, nor ever will after, during the time of the Great Tribulation. I believe right now, maybe we could call this the Great Setup, the Great Setup for the Great Tribulation. I don't know. But it's only just the beginning, and uh, I, I tell you, unfortunately, it's just getting worse. Europe's fertilizer crunch is deepening with more than two-thirds of production cap, uh, capacity halted by soaring gas costs because uh, the um, uh, gas is involved in the whole process there of the fertilizers. And so two-thirds of the production capacity in Europe for fertilizer has been halted. Well, when you're halting the fertilizer production, and instead of having nutrient-rich soil, we have nutrient-depleted soil globally now, or in, in much of the planet today, the fertilizers are needed. And then when you can't, when the fertilizers aren't being developed, guess what? That means that the yield of your fruits and vegetables is going to be greatly diminished, hence bringing on food shortages. You know, the word has is, is warned the world of these things and, and what's coming. And, and what's the answer to it? Get right with the Lord, man. Just put your trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. What does it say in the word? That he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power and love and of a sound mind. Look, the fear that we have, the only fear that we need to have is the fear of the Lord. That's the kind of fear we have, not the fear of the things in the world, right? Hey, what's the worst that can happen to us? Well, we die. Well, guess what, gang? Those in Christ, we know where we're going. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, it says, uh, in the word. So, man, I'll tell you this. No one that's gone before us uh, that's up there with the Lord, they ain't wanting to come back here. (laughs) <laughs> they're wishing for all of their friends and loved ones to put their trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and go to meet them up there. Remember, Jesus even said, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you may be with me also. Look, this place has nothing for us, man. Once you come to Christ, and how do you come to Christ? Look, you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. You confess that you're a sinner and that the only way to be saved is through Jesus. He made it so clear when he said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So put your trust in him and have that spiritual birth in him today and follow him all the rest of your life. Because, well, this world has fallen apart around us, guys, but God's people don't need to be. 
God's people don't need to be. Talk about energy shortages, right? Man, we're seeing a, a lot of that. Bloomberg talking about this. Can you afford to hoard? Now listen, toilet paper costs are spiraling. Guys, this isn't some article from two years ago. This is right now. Toilet paper costs are spiraling. It's getting expensive. And not only do they raise the cost of these things, this is one of the things that was bothering me when I went to buy uh, at Sam's Club, you know, those real big packs of, I guess they're just, you know, the generic kind of Sam's Club water. Well, man, when I was buying those a year ago, and now I look at them now, there's less of those waters. And because I'm looking, I'm like, something doesn't seem right here. Not only did they raise the price, but they took waters out of the packages on top of it. So there's inflation, which we're all too familiar with, right? And on top of that, there's shrinkflation, where they're shrinking the package. So you're getting you know, killed on, on both ends of, uh, of that spectrum. It's getting expensive to make bathroom rolls, which means reduced production, shortages, and even higher prices ahead. It's the same story across Europe. Their entire manufacturing sector, in fact, there in Europe, and they're, and they're dealing with it, and it's just not good, you know? Toilet paper shortage of 2020 was an early warning sign, it says, of the large supply chain disruptions that the global economy was about to suffer, and now wholesale tissue paper prices are surging to an all-time high. Well, what makes that significant, though, about the word, you might say? Like, why? Okay, so toilet paper is really expensive, and, there, and there's inflation and shrinkflation. Okay, so what is, does that have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with things, because we see that, that, that the, the pocketbooks uh, of everyone globally, uh, I mean, even Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, did you see uh, how his uh, value has just gone down? He's lost billions. I think it's over $100 billion uh, in, in worth right now because of uh, this whole meta thing, which uh, at least up to this point has been a train wreck. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's a mess. Things are affecting, uh, I don't want to say necessarily everyone, but by and large, the majority of the world population. And I think what I see is going to happen is it's going to increase to where it gets so ridiculously hard, so tight, that people are going to be looking for the answer for Mr. Fix-It, otherwise known as that man with the plan or the Antichrist that will rise to power, say, hey, accept this mark, accept, you know, we know it's the mark of the beast, right? We read about that in Revelation as well in order to buy or sell. And you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you accept this. Who knows what little friend's benefits he's going to attach to that thing. Well, we know that even his system uh, isn't going to work as well. And then we see this, all news press saying alternative when heating. Firewood is the new toilet paper. <clears throat> the demand for firewood is higher than ever, and so is the price. More and more people want to stock up for the winter, but the producers are offering, or ju they just have less and less uh, to give, you know. Firewood is a new toilet paper, they said. More and more people want to hoard, what, firewood now. Just like they were hoarding uh, toilet paper, now they're hoarding this, especially in Germany. But even the, fire the firewood, it's hard to come by. 
Now, we simply can't meet the demand anymore, and uh, we don't even get uh, uh, any more supplies uh, for our shelves, they're saying. There are many reasons why the storage areas of the firewood dealers are almost empty, and the production of the new goods cannot be realized in the short term. According to the Industrial Association for Household Heating and Kitchen Technology from Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt, that's Frankfurt, Germany, and the Federal Association of Firewood Trade and firewood production and then listen to this even the demand for wood burning stoves is also increasing uh, sharply making it hard to even acquire those because they're looking for alternative uh, ways well, look we're all familiar with the situation that's going on with russia and ukraine and how that's affecting germany how that's affecting europe look they're talking about the the fact that or what they think could be perhaps a million or more people dying over this winter season there in Europe just because they're literally freezing to death. And then it's hard to come across even wood-burning stoves. And then if you get that, then it's hard to come across the wood. I mean, wow. I mean, it's really a shame. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a tough thing. <clears throat> but now we're seeing here, even in the United States, and I was reading about this a little bit last night. Wall Street Journal said New England risks winter blackouts as gas supplies tighten. So we, we've been lulled to sleep here in America, guys. It, it, kind of like a pre-World War II, pre-Pearl Harbor thing, pre-9-11 thing. I, I mean, it's a, it's a mess, right? It's a mess. And, and we always think we're safe. Hey, we're in America. We're safe. We're protected. Our borders are safe. <laughs> Really? You think our borders are safe? It, 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 they're not. They're not because they're not protecting the borders, guys. Not only that, but I mean, there's all kinds of issues and problems. And and Americans seem to think, hey, we, we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're whatever. Well, that's all changing. It's all changing big time. Well, those things are happening in Europe. Well, guess what? It's coming here, coming here to a state near you. New England risks winter blackouts. As gas supplies tighten, the grid official warns of strain as the region competes with European countries for shipment of liquefied natural gas. I'll tell you what, I don't mind being, personally, I don't, I live in Vegas, I'm used to the heat, I don't mind the heat. I don't want to be cold, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I, wherever you live, I, I hope and pray that you've got some kind of alternatives. There's all kind of alternatives out there, guys. Um, uh, uh, maybe I'll get into some of those alternatives and, and, and uh, ways that you can uh, heat your, you know, a small room in your home and things like that uh, another day because uh, we do have to move on. But uh, this is a real situ uh, serious situation. And in fact, right now, they're warning that six of our states here in the U.S., they're saying have a high probability or possibility of having rolling blackouts this winter and uh, whether we're talking about new england a number of the other states uh there as well uh you know and i don't even remember them all right now i was reading about some of them last night i mean guys you've got to you've got to be kidding me not only that but let's say they don't have the rolling blackouts they're raising the gas costs even here in las vegas I was reading something about the, you know, the rising the, uh, raising the gas costs here as well. I mean, when everything is going up from gasoline, from natural gas, 
from eggs, if you can even find them, you know, uh, and everything else in between. Uh, I think that we're all I mean, the world is coming close to a breaking point, uh, I believe. And so, uh, man, it's just uh, it's a shame. And, and all of this is because of the whole climate derange. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, climate change. Right. I think they're deranged. They talk about all this climate change stuff and everything. Good night, guys. Look, I'd like you to check out this next uh, video that I've got for you here. Check this out. Eaten too much red meat this month. Took one too many car journeys. Not recycled enough garbage. Well, in the near future, when you go to pay for something on your credit card, you could be met with this. Transaction denied. You've reached your CO2 emission limit. It's the new Doconomy Global Climate Action Credit Card. But instead of introducing a premium credit card with the typical benefits that encourages further mass consumption, Doconomy did the opposite by launching Do Black the world's first credit card with a carbon limit. Simply put, it's the first credit card ever to stop you from overspending. Not based on your available funds, but rather on the levels of CO2 emissions caused by your consumption. Master. Wow. I mean, think about that. Carbon limits, you know, on your credit card carbon limits on your credit card wow so not that you're being denied because you don't have enough of funds in there but being denied simply because well we don't like the things that you're purchasing and you've exceeded your carbon foot your carbon footprint limit We've been talking about this, too, haven't we? I know that uh, so many of you are familiar with this. I've talked about it. I know that uh, Pastor Tom, others have been talking about this as well. Australian Bank, listen, Summit News says Australian Bank begins linking customer transactions to carbon footprint. Wow. They're watching us, guys. They're watching. And the more that things become digitally controlled, well, then they become controlled. They want to control what you buy, what you sell, what you do. I believe they want to com- control what you think. You name it. It's total global control. The green social credit score scheme. And man, this is accelerating like there's no tomorrow. In another foretaste of potential future carbon allowance limits, a major bank in Australia has introduced a new feature that links purchases to a customer carbon footprint and warns when they are going over the average. Ah, wow. I'm looking at this right here. I don't have it on here to, to show you right now, but like in an October footprint and it gives the, the average for, you know, for October, the average for September, the average for August, what the national average is, what the sustainable footprint uh, is approximately or what it should, all of that. Uh, a person's carbon footprint is calculated and then an equivalent metric Uh, is shown to make the customer feel guilty about it, such as eight trees being cut for you to make that purchase or or over your purchases over the month of uh, October or whatever it is. This is crazy stuff, man. They've they've lost their ever loving minds. It's all about control. But that's exactly what we see in the time of the end there. 
that it's all about control. It's all about globalism. It's all about what the God, uh, the God, small g of this age. Look, he's he's on a rampage. He knows that his time is short, right? He sure does. He knows his time is short. Well, moving on from there. Look, I'd like you to uh, to check this next slide out here. Canada expanding assisted suicide law to include the mentally ill, possibly enable mature minors. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, this is what happens when you involve socialism, which is just uh, one step away, really, from communism. And, uh, and what's happening here in the United States? Well, we're becoming, we are moving in the direction of socialism big time. In many aspects, in many, many aspects, it's here already in America. Uh, but they want to take it a lot further than where it already is. But just look at what's happening there across the border. Canada expanding assisted suicide law to include the mentally ill. Listen to this. Charles Camelzee tells Tucker Carlson tonight, we need to focus on health care that is about caring, not killing. <laughs> now, they actually believe that in doing this, well, it's about caring for that person. You know, they're they're suffering perhaps with a mental illness or they're suffering with severe depression or they're suffering with with this thing or that thing or or whatever. Or maybe it's a presumed uh, issue that they're suffering with or whatever. You know, let them just end their lives and just, you know, physician assisted suicide. I remember when I was young and uh Man, I, I can't remember of the name of the doctor right now, but uh, it turned into this whole thing in the news there back in the, I think it was in the 80s at, at some point. And uh, I think they called him Dr. Death or, or something like that. And, and it was such a shocking thing at that time. But now, again, they're, they're normalizing what should never be normal at all. I mean, I, I just can't imagine that they're talking about these kinds of things. We've got uh, the homeless, we've talked about that, uh, the poor, the disabled, those with chronic pain. And then right before coming on, I researched the physicians group in Quebec that wants to kill newborn infants. They're already born, and they want to kill them. Look, we see what's going on in California too, right? That's what's coming next, he told Tucker Carlson. I mean, guys, this is awful. And when you see these things, when we, when we talk about these things, Everything that's taking place is really about death when you when you look at where it's all going, really. And uh, and you see in the book of Revelation, right, it's just about death, death from famine, death from war, death from pestilence on a scale that the world has never seen. Death from the Antichrist, putting those to death that will not receive the mark of the beast. Everything that takes place is, is all about death. Why? Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The tribulation is about death. Even LGBTQ, if you think about this, right? The whole the LGBTQ thing, when you're involving same sex, right? There's no uh, reproduction there. So instead, whether we're talking about death or we're just talking about stopping 
what should be the production of mankind. Remember what the word says, hey, be, be fruitful and multiply even, right? Well, they, what, what God provides, the enemy always loves to pervert. And so here's supposed to be a marriage between one biological man and one biological woman. Well, now they just throw the biology out the door and they say, look, if a, a man can call himself a woman, a woman can be a man, or they can consider themselves anything else in between, I guess, as well. And hey, who says one's got to marry one? You know, all marry one another, right? I mean, this is just, it, it's a mess. Whether we're talking about abortion, it's death. They're talking right now about World War III and, and nukes flying between us and Russia or nukes between, uh, from Russia into Ukraine. Death. The gas shortages that we've been talking about there uh, in Europe specifically and in Germany, they're anticipating massive death as a result of that. Food supply shortages. Well, all I know is if we don't eat for any period of time, well, that brings death too. It's just all death. Then we're seeing shortages of water. We got the situation in Lake Mead going on, situation in Lake Powell, the, the, the Mississippi River. That's a hot mess. Have you seen that too? And it's not only here in the United States. And these are major, major water, you know, reservoirs, waterways here in the United States. This is happening globally, guys. Hey, you don't have water. Oh, there's death as, from that as well. I mean, I don't know how someone cannot see what's going on. Now, for me, this is, this is the rub. For me, I'm encouraged in this one thing, that as I see these things happening in the frequency, intensity, uh, and the specificity of the things that are taking place, I compare it to the Word of God. Wow, man, we are so, so close to that time that we meet the Lord in the air. And what a wonderful, what a marvelous moment that will be. So this simply means that we're closer to that. And that's my, that's my happy place, man, to be honest with you. That's my happy place. Washington Examiner, listen to this. The satanic temple, well, of course, because abortion is satanic. It is satanic. It is a, a, an enforced purposely caused murder, death. Washington Examiner, Satanic Temple, issues, or sues rather, the state of Indiana to defend satanic abortion ritual from a near total ban. Wow. So look, they, they look at this as, hey, this is our satanic ritual. You bet it's a satanic ritual. It sure is. Bedeviled by Indiana's recent sweeping abortion ban, the Satanic Temple is unleashing the legal equivalent of hellfire in a bid to safeguard its satanic abortion ritual. Wow, man. I mean, this is a. I, 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 there's nothing else that even needs to be said about that. That says it all. That says it all right there. Or how about this, folks? Check this out. The Federalist says Biden tells the DNC that he'll sign legislation legalizing abortion all the way up to birth. Well, yeah, there's no surprise there. And then we've got the, and then from there. Right. Remember, it was always oh, first trimester, second, all this kind of stuff. Or 
Look, and then it's all the way to birth. Then it's after birth, right? Then it's after birth. We've talked about that as well. This is awful, guys. I just can't believe the things that we're talking about that we're actually seeing today. Again, he tells the DNC he'll sign legislation legalizing abortion all the way to birth. And then this, One America News Network said new footage shows organ harvesting company in their vehicle. And it's got the, the labeling there in the, I think it was in the car window that I remember seeing. New footage shows organ harvesting company outside of a Planned Parenthood in Pittsburgh. Guys, I- I'm telling you, It's always about follow the money, right? It's about globalism. It's always involved, it seems like, money and power. One of those three or, or all of those three seem to be involved in these things. Well, right here, look, it's all about money. It's all about money. And so these abortion mills, these death mills, literally just selling parts of these babies like you're like you're going to a an auto shop for some parts or something i mean you've got to be kidding me look we're not surprised by that we know that's going on and and i've seen i've seen the pictures of it i've seen the pictures of that organ harvesting company right outside of the planned parenthood there wow so just You just follow the money and you see what's really going on. I mean, it's it's so sad. And then when we talk about these things, the Federalist asks Nevada snitches, or Nevada, I should say. Nevada asks snitches to rat out crisis pregnancy centers so the state can shut them down. Right here in my own home state. They're looking, the state of Nevada is looking for snitches to rat out crisis pregnancy centers so that the state can shut them down. Why? Because it's all about control. It's all about control, guys. Less than one month before Election Day, Nevada's Department of Health and Human Services fully embraced Democrats' radical abortion agenda by launching a webpage that solicits complaints about life-saving pregnancy centers. Wow. And this is what the governor, or he who calls himself the governor of the state of Nevada, Steve Sisolak, he said, as governor, I am committed to killing these unborn. Oh, he didn't say it that way. But he said, I'm committed to ensuring Nevadas have access to reproductive health care without fear or shame. Where's the reproductiveness in this? Where is the health care of the child? This is murder. And it's being legalized. Anyhow, Slack said that in his statement. He said, we will not abandon the right to an abortion. And we will protect those in need of care. That's a lie. They're not protecting the need of care of the life of that unborn. Oh, I, 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 I probably ought to stop here because it, I, I get just honestly just so... Uh, so bothered and, and, and troubled about all of this. So, well, hey, we're going to move on to the next thing here in just a moment. What if we could start again? The line, have you heard about this? We've talked about this before. The line rethinks everything we know about how people live, work, and play. 
a 170 com, uh, kilometer long vertical city designed around people rather than cars. A revolution in urban living, a city that delivers new wonders for the world. Oh, wow. Well, that should, you know, make you wonder right off the bat. So neon is what this is called. This is big deal here or big deal there in Saudi Arabia. Neom. What is the line? Well, I'd like you to check out this next video. Check this out. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier, more sustainable quality of life. The line's communities are organized in three dimensions. Residents have access to all their daily needs within five-minute walk neighborhoods. And the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end-to-end -end in 20 minutes with no need for cars, resulting in zero carbon emissions. By leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. Intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. Energy and water supplies are 100% renewable. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, offering a wealth of amenities providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature. With 40% of the world accessible within six hours at the heart of the globe's key trade routes. Well, we're going we're gonna to stop that there. There's a little bit more to that video. But uh, man, Saudi Arabia, they're taking this seriously, very seriously, this whole thing, this whole NEOM thing. Now, NEOM is established as a closed joint stock uh, company, by the way, and uh, fully owned by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Neom is a new destination being created in the northwest of Saudi Arabia, based along the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aqaba, at the intersection of Asia, Europe, and Africa, and along one of the world's busiest economic arteries let's think about that for just a moment neom is strategically placed at the crossroads of the world with an area of uh, well as we saw right there just huge it's just eight hour flight from 70 percent of the global world population now the name neom now listen to this the name neom is derived from two words the first three letters from the ancient greek prefix mean or prefix neo meaning new the fourth letter is from the abbreviation and of uh, i can't even pronounce this word an arabic word meaning future so new future and uh, as the name suggests and it will be the land of the future 
And uh, I'll tell you what, man, this is uh, they're taking it again. They're taking it so seriously. Everything is about globalism. Everything is about the carbon footprint and everything about this. Um, this whole thing, this whole project called NEOM is definitely about carbon footprint, trying to eliminate people needing to drive from here to there. Uh, all of these little communities built within walking distance of this whole huge structure, right? Why? Because this is what happens when you look at this whole uh, climate uh, control situation and they've, they've just lost their minds over this. Now, in fact, uh, uh, let's check this out here. <clears throat> Fortune magazine says Saudi Arabia is reportedly trying to lure business executives with million-dollar paydays to work on the future city of Neom. So, again, they are taking it very seriously. And uh, I'll tell you something else, too, by the way. I talk about this. Oilprice.com said Saudi Arabia sentenced, uh, this was uh, last month, or actually, no, earlier this month, sentenced men to death for obstructing its city of the future. So they're, they're not messing around. Saudi Arabia has sentenced to death three men who refused to have their tribe evicted from its homeland to make way for the Neom Start City Project, a rights group has reported. Wow. Think about it. Now, worth a staggering $500 billion, the project has been touted as Saudi Arabia's way into the Energy Transition Club and a means of turning the kingdom into a major renewable power and hydrogen supplier. Check it out. There's a lot of things uh, uh, you can read on your own and uh, just to find out and explore about this whole thing. <clears throat> well, all I know is, uh, man, <laughs> the world needs Jesus. The world is, is looking to man to solve the world's problems. Where have we ever found that, right? Government can't solve problems. Look, thousands of years, and government has not solved the problems. In fact, the greatest problem of all, our need to be saved, our need for salvation. Like, what's your exit plan? Do you ever think about this? What's your exit plan? We're all thinking about tomorrow. We're all thinking about today and our plans and all of that. And, and what, what does Scripture say? Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What is your exit plan from this world, from this life? Well, I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is the Lord. Mine is Jesus Christ. And those who have put their trust in the Lord as, as Savior, as Lord, we've come to him in faith, right? We are born again. That means to be born from above. That means that we have the Holy Spirit of God. That literally, that's why we're born again. We were born sons of Adam. But when we've been born again through faith in Jesus Christ, he fills us with his Holy Spirit. That's why it says in the word that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Remember the temple in the Old Testament? What dwelt in the temple of the Old Testament? The very presence of God, the very presence of God right there in the Holy of Holies, right between the cherubim, the mercy seat that was there, the covering of the Ark of the Covenant. The very presence of God was there. But now we are the very temple of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason why the world doesn't need a physical temple made by hands any longer. 
but we have the temple of the Holy Spirit. Just check this out here. Just like to read this here for just a moment. First Chronicles chapter 29. I encourage you to read the whole chapter yourself. Beginning in verse 1, it says, Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom God alone has chosen, who God alone has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great because, because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. And it goes on in discussing this whole thing and how the temple would be built. It wouldn't be built by King David. It would be built by his son, King Solomon. We know that temple was built. Then it was uh, destroyed. Then the second one was built. Then that one was destroyed in 70 A.D. And we know that the Antichrist, well, we know in the time of the end that there's going to be building of a third temple. And man, that temple, uh, that's going to be the Antichrist temple for sure. But the world doesn't need any temple. It just needs the Lord. Now look at this, down in verse 10. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are exalted as head above all both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all in your hand is power and might in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all now we therefore our god we thank you and praise you your glorious name but who am i and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this, as they're talking about. For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. In other words, even in the building of the temple, look, we're only giving you the very, and uh, putting these things together according to your specifications and according to the supplies of the gold and the silver and, and the uh, uh, acacia wood, all of these things. And he's saying, for all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and is all your own. They were building that earthly residence, that earthly place for his presence to dwell. We don't need to do that. We have, as I already said, we are called to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. That now his presence dwells within every single born again, spirit filled, redeemed believer in Jesus Christ. And it's so awesome. It's so awesome to have the Holy Spirit. It's so awesome to, as it says in the New Testament, to walk in the Spirit. How do you walk in the Spirit? You come to Christ. You come to Jesus as Savior and Lord. And He lives, the Spirit lives and reigns in you and works through your life. And guys, I end with that this afternoon to say this. And when we have the Lord, we are not alone. Even when we're separated from all other people around us at a moment, 
We can hide ourselves under the under the covers uh, in our bed. But in Christ, we are not alone. Why? Because he said, I will never listen. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Look, guys, no matter what's going on, the things that we've talked about, so many things that we didn't talk about today. Know this in Christ, you are not alone. Take cheer. Remember what he said. I have overcome the world. Guys, I look forward to seeing you on my own channel uh, on YouTube at uh, Kurt Reed, if you're searching on YouTube, or uh, search for Calvary Chapel Harvest Life. And tune on in tonight at 6 p.m. as I've got Pastor Brandon Holdhouse that's going to be joining us. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.